Welcome to Expert Opinion, the branding business forum where leaders share their views, insights, and experiences from the world of B2B branding. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Expert Opinion. I'm Ryan Rikus, and today's show takes a look into the rebranding of a global organization, the Center for Creative Leadership. Please welcome Portia Mount, Senior Vice President of Global Marketing for CCL. In her role, Portia oversees the company's global branding and marketing strategy. Prior to joining CCL, Portia held senior management positions in prominent PR firms serving global 500 companies. I had the pleasure of working with Portia on the rebranding of CCL. So let's dig into the process of creating their new brand and uh, with the thought that insights that could help others who also want to create a global brand. Portia, welcome to Expert Opinion. Thanks, Ryan. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Well, maybe you can share with our listeners a little background on CCL. Sure. Well, we are a global organization, and our specialty is leadership, training, education, and research. We're in the Fortune Financial Times Top 5. We've been there for the last 10 years, and annually we train about 30,000 leaders around the world and work with more than 3,000 organizations of all different types from uh, government agencies to non-governmental organizations to uh, Fortune 500 companies. So it really runs the gamut of the kinds of organizations we work with, but our goal is pretty singular, which is to help make better leaders around the world and drive impact uh, within those organizations. I know the organization's been around a while, and you've continued to evolve and, and be, continue to be relevant, but why did you decide it was the right time to evolve your brand? That's a great question, Ryan. CCL's been around for 44 years, and when our founder, H. Smith Richardson, founded us in the 70s, uh, we started out with research and training of individual leaders. And so we are best known uh, probably around the world for the training programs we do uh, for individuals. However, what we've seen over the last, in particular, 10 to 15 years is a real shift in the thinking about what it takes to become an effective leader. And in particular, the need to not just train uh, individuals, but also to really focus on the overall organization. One of the things that our research showed that our clients told us was that you couldn't just train a leader and then put them back into the same culture in which they worked. Mm. That you had actually had to take a look at the entire organization, um, get to look at the the strategy of that organization, the culture in which individuals work, and 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 the work of making sure that. All of those things are aligned uh, to optimize the performance of the organization. So we were not known for doing that work, even though we've been doing it for the last 10 years. And what became very clear, uh, particularly as the you know, many, many consulting firms started also uh, uh, advising on leadership and leadership practices, is we realized that we were not known for this work and that it was going to be really important to change our reputation in the market. And that really started the whole internal conversation about, you know, what is CCL's brand? What is, what, mm-hmm. what was the rep, what is the reputation that we want to earn as a global organization? And that's what started that process. Okay, perfect. We were brought in uh, to assist you through a partner firm, the Brand Consultancy. 
And I know that they uh, worked with you closely on developing a number of different research studies out in the marketplace. That's right. Uh, Maybe you could share a little bit about those findings in consideration with the competition that you were mentioning and the the changing uh, marketplace as well. Sure. So um, that's correct. We did hire um, the brand consultancy and, and, of course, very also fortunate to work with the branding business. And really, this is very much a research-driven, a data-driven process. So we knew that our reputation needed to change in the market. Um, we knew that we wanted to understand and clarify what our ideal brand was, but we didn't know what that should be. We had, of course, <laughs> internally in the organization, a lot of opinions, uh, but we needed to consolidate that around some clear, concrete data from clients. And so we went through a process, about a year-long process, um, you know, put together a global, an internal global, global steering team of which I led and which we had uh, uh, board members, as uh, select board members as sponsors, along with our you know, certainly our CEO, John Ryan. Um, and we went out to the marketplace and uh, asked clients, uh, current clients, uh, past clients, and, of course, um, individuals who and, and, and companies who had never worked with us to help us understand what our ideal brand was. And we learned a lot from that process. Um, we asked clients all around the world, too. So it was a, it was a very comprehensive, so it was both a qualitative uh, and a quantitative approach that we took. And so we learned um, a few things. So one is uh, we learned, uh, or it was certainly reinforced for us, that we were much better known in the United States than we were in uh, the rest of the world. We have 12 campuses around the world. Where our re- we've got regional headquarters in Singapore and Brussels, in addition to our Greensboro, North Carolina headquarters. But most people knew us as a very U.S.-centric organization. The other thing that we learned very clearly though, also was that we were typically known for doing one thing, and that one thing being, depending on the client, was either coaching or maybe our research or maybe our um, individual leadership programs. What we were not known for and what we wanted to be known for were the um, uh, the uh, organizational uh, strategies, the organizational um, inter- engagements that we and expertise that we have. We also learned, Ryan, that we have we had um, tremendous. As much as we were not known in many markets, um, we had tremendous permission from our clients to move into this broader view of leadership that we have now. So that was really exciting to think about. Out, not only, even though we had we aspired to have a much uh, be known much more broadly as um, what we call leadership solutions, which is the ability to provide leadership at all levels of, uh, of you know from societal impact all the way down to the individual. And it was exciting to learn that we had a lot of permission in the market to do that uh, if we could structure um, our portfolio the right way and we could develop our brand um, the right way. So these insights um, really confirmed the path that you were already on in the sense of going beyond just training a, an individual leader, but rather impacting an organization, right? And, That's and, right. You know, yeah, and then so your brand promise about results that matter in really impacting uh, the business and having a, a return to the business really is, was a new opportunity, right, for you to, to build upon what the path you were already on. 
was a tremendous opportunity. And I, what I would say is one of the things that it really helped do is to, one, clarify for us sure. how to position CCL. Because, again, as I said earlier, there were a lot of opinions internally uh, about um, how, you know, where we should focus our attention. But it became very clear that one of the sort of big, in the, uh, the quantitative research that came out, one of the biggest, sort of, you know, ahas for us was that, um, um, to a person, you know, wherever, regardless of where we, uh, the client we interviewed and where they were in the world, was this whole idea of sustainable impact was really came out really, really clear. Um, and I should say, in our industry, measurement is the holy grail. No one has quite mm-hmm. completely figured out how to uh, ultimately measure. Uh, the impact, uh, the uh, role of leadership. However, um, there's a lot of research, so we certainly have a lot at CCL, and we've begun to quantify how you can measure impact uh, at various levels of, en- of an engagement. Um, and so this idea of sustainable impact uh, was something that clients said they wanted really uh, deeply. But we came up with um, what clarified for us in our brand identity were sort of three uh, major attributes. So one is what we call accelerating leadership, and uh, the two attributes that defined accelerating leadership were being proven and cutting edge, and that really spoke to both the research that CCL did as well as the, the sort of the, the constant exploration uh, of, of um, pushing the field, pushing the field of leadership development to understand whether it's in, in the neuroscience, um, in, you know, uh, in uh, evaluation, really trying to understand what, how do we continue to refine this uh, thing called leadership. The second uh, attribute uh, we def- was we defined from the research came, uh, was defined as universal perspective, and with two defining attributes uh, that we called uh, worldview and focused on you, and that really spoke to both CCL's vast experience, forty-four years gathered from all over the world, and yet even the even though we have this very broad experience, we also very uniquely tailor any engagement we have either to the organization to the individual. So this idea of highly customized uh, work that we're able to do based on our experience. And then finally, results that matter, um, which we defined as uh, both being a better business and a better world. One of the big uh, sort of interesting internal debates that came um, uh, from CCL was the fact that we both we're known for our corporate work, uh, but we're also known for some really incredible societal impact work we do. Most people, a lot of people don't know that we do work in conflict zones around the world. We work with youth, uh, youth in, you know, in orphanages in Uganda. We work with women in India who are engaged in micro, uh, micro-enterprise businesses. So this idea of also helping both corporations who can continue to contribute to the world through their work, but also working with um, all these incredible non-governmental organizations really define this idea of better business and better world. So all of that really crystallized this sort of our, you know, our overall identity of results that matter, sustained impact for you, your business, and the world. And that was really exciting. When we came, when we finally agreed on it and consolidated it, it, it just became a real clarion call for uh, the organization and, and spurred a lot of additional interesting changes internally. 
Yeah, it's a great feeling, isn't it, to uh, to land on something that feels natural and built from within the organization, built upon your culture, and, uh, and the most important part, also something that the, is very relevant to your target audience, isn't it? That's, exact, that's exactly right, uh, Ryan. And being able to uh, have something that resonates with the client but also deeply resonates with employees because, after all, at the end of the day, um, our employees, our 3,000 colleagues around the world, uh, 600 full-time, are the ambassadors for our brand. And so if they don't believe it, we know our clients won't experience it. And so that was really, really important part of that process, of the process of coming to this uh, new brand identity. Well, let's talk a little bit about the brand identity. I appreciate that um, when we were in that process, you definitely involved the uh, your global organization and had representation <laughs> yes. from each of the regions uh, <laughs> because it needed to work globally, obviously. It's not right. as you were moving beyond just a U.S.-centric. So right. maybe we can talk a little bit about your perspective of, well, the process of evolving the identity Number one, because it was kind of sacred for many years, wasn't it? Many yeah. organizations evaluate this and challenge, are challenged with how do I change or how do I evolve a uh, what could be perceived to be a sacred identity uh, because the founder built it or for whatever reason. But organizations mm-hmm. evolve and uh, they need to stay current. So mm-hmm. maybe you can just chat a little bit about that. Sure. So I think one of the really important lessons from this whole experience, which really is, you know, started two years ago and is ongoing, is first and foremost, we had to build a case for change internally. So, um, you know, and it's so funny because most people, and uh, Ryan, I know you encounter this in your work all the time, think of the brand as the logo. They don't think about it as the promise or the reputation that you want to earn the market. So we had to do some very sort of basic education about when we talked about the CCL brand or the identity or you know what is it that we what is it we're trying to communicate what's the reputation we wanted to earn so um of course we did lots of um town hall meetings we uh, we had task force meetings we did small group meetings and i can tell you for the better part of a year every meeting someone would ask when are you going to change the logo and we would always say we're not going to talk about that right now because we want to focus on the reputation and i feel that that was really important because by the time we got to to the visual identity, the case for change had been made. People had uh, understood the research and, you know, what the market was telling us. And we had done a lot of socialization of the new identity internally, uh, very, at, you know, at the, both at the business unit level and at the team level so that people had internalized it. And so by the time we got to talking about the visual identity, it was natural. Now, I, I should say that didn't make it easy, but it made it easier because people understood, okay, we're trying to earn a certain reputation in the market. We as an organization need to align uh, and be able to deliver on that promise every single day, regardless of whether I sit in finance or I'm in facilities or I'm training, I'm standing up and training, um, you know, a, a classroom a classroom of, uh, of leaders from around the world. I personally have a responsibility for delivering on the promise. So that was really important. Then when we moved to the visual identity, we actually set up uh, a, an entirely new global group to help us 
that's, of course, where we, <laughs> we brought in the, the branding business to help us think about now that we have this identity um, and that's been clarified, the way we're present, we are visually presenting ourselves to the market doesn't match who we are, who we aspire to be. And I think there was a great, there was broad-based agreement on what that, uh, you know, that, that needed to change. I will say, though, and you've alluded to this, we've, we had maybe unusually the same logo for essentially our entire existence. So changing the CCL logo was a big deal. (laughs) And there's usually some emotions attached to that as well, right? There were lots of emotions attached (laughs) to it. And um, I I have to say, as much as I... As much as I heard from colleagues around the world, I think our CEO probably bore, John Ryan, bore the brunt of that from emails to phone calls to people stopping him in the hall to ask him what was going to happen with the logo. There were some people, and what was interesting, though, was that CCL, ten, average tenure of a CCL employee is around 10 or 12 years. And so, but over the last few years, we um it particularly in our international offices have hired a lot of new colleagues. And so employees in our international offices felt less attachment to the old logo. Um, but in some of our U.S. offices, there was much more attachment because you had staff who had been at CCL for a long, for a long time. And so it was, you know, it was, we knew going into it, it was going to be a sort of like wading into fire and you just had to kind of get on to the other end of it and indeed um, as thorough as our process was we still had people (laughs) when we revealed the logo we had some people say oh this is the best thing we've ever seen this is amazing and we had others who said oh we hate it but I have to say now and because that works we debuted the logo in oh my goodness March and so we're now sitting here in the fall and um, universally uh, I can't tell you how many people stop me in the hall I get emails all the time of we love it and I've always I say this all the time um, identities are like public art it takes Mm -hmm. people a little bit of time to get used to it to understand what it means and to grow into it and i think that i that's very much what happened at ccl um the process was not was not without some bumps um i will say and i and i joke that i probably do not have another visual identity in me (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i i don't know if i could do it again but um i am really pleased one of first of all i think the branding business designers michael duhua uh just uh, the team was so incredible in, and this is what I think is really important from, you know, if, if you're evaluating one, who to work with, it's really important to work with, an, with a consultancy, with a design partner who understands who you're about and just doesn't just understand the business, but also understands the people and the dynamics of the organization. And I think, Ryan, you and your team did that so well for us because we had a lot of, frankly, politics tied up in uh, much more than we, I think, myself and certainly, you know, my CEO and anticipate it and to be able to flex 
to, one, give us what we need, right? Um, give us what we need, and also while being responsive to the concerns and dynamics of the organization is art and science. And I think when you find the right partner to do that, you regardless of where you think you're going, you're going to end up with success on the end, even if the process is challenging, because it is not easy, um, even in the best of circumstances, to come up with a new visual identity. The other thing that I love about our identity is it works, it's not just the mark itself, but it it's the overall identity, which just really um, speaks, it really puts, visually brings our brand to life, um, and is it's beautiful, it's ultimate, it's completely executable, which I think is really important, and it's very global and fresh, and um, we get lots and lots of compliments about it all the time, so, you know, I couldn't be happier from, from a process standpoint of where we ended up. Well, it's very kind of you. Appreciate that. Well, you spoke of consistency, and that is one of the yes. challenges for any organization. Oh, yes. now, now that you have it out there, is to you know make sure people use it consistently. And being <laughs> a global organization, maybe you can chat just briefly about how you rolled out the brand, both yeah. the voice of the brand, but also the, mm-hmm. the visual uh, uh, components of the brand. And I think, unfortunately, because of time, this will probably be our last question. So if we can sure. just share that, that'd be beautiful. Sure. I think the, the, the training, again, one of the things that I can't um, emphasize enough is how important it is to uh, explain to people, first of all, why the consistency is important. So I think as, as marketers sometimes are, you know, branding experts, we, we know why and we assume everybody else understands why. But, um, you know, we spent a lot of time, we actually did workshops. We probably did 10 or 12 voice of the brand workshops where we gave people very specific materials that said, here's how you talk about CCL. Uh, we then did the face of the brand workshops where we shared with people what the toolkit was and colloquiums as well. And everything from down from the signature to the PowerPoints to letterhead, uh, we did not make any assumptions about what people knew or didn't know. And um, there, here's really the key thing, which can be difficult in some some um, cultures, is uh, in our CCL culture, which, again, is sort of quasi-academic, um, it was very – we have a culture of not really telling people what to do, and, you know, kind of anything goes from, a, you know, uh, certainly from a visual identity standpoint. And we changed that completely, which was a little bit of a shock to the system when we said, no, you must – Put your your signature must look this way. You must use these ten point templates. But all along the way, we said not just because we're the we're trying to be the brand police, but we are trying to present a certain image to the market. We're trying to earn a reputation, and when we framed it that way, we got so much more compliance. And the other thing I'll say is that we have a terrific group of brand ambassadors who have been really instrumental in standing out to their respective business units and making sure that the leaders of their business units have all the tools that they're communicating the importance of the consistency as well. You know, every now and then we do see people, we see slipping, but what's great is I don't have to pick up the phone and call usually or make the correction or someone on my on the marketing team. It's usually another colleague saying, hey, why aren't you using the signature? Or why, are, why did you just make this presentation and you're not, and you've created your own template and you're not using the branded template? 
ballot. So we're seeing the organization, if you will, kind of monitor itself for compliance around the brand, uh, around the brand identity. And that's, to me, that says that we did our homework in building the case for change way up front, helping people understand the reputation we were trying to earn, and then ultimately, um, you know, use the tools in order for us to be able to really present a polished and professional uh, organization around and consistent organization around the world. So that's really exciting. Well, Portia, I'd like to compliment you on your ability to organize this throughout uh, a global uh, organization, and uh, I'd like to cite you as the best example of doing it right. That consistency, that continuity certainly equals clarity and allows you to earn the reputation that you want to earn. So hats off to you. Thank Unfortunately, you, Ryan. It's been we're a lot of, of fun. I've really had a time of my life. It's been really fun. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thanks for being a guest on Expert Opinion. Any final thoughts or insights to share with the listeners? Uh, I think thanks for having me. And again, I say choosing the right partner is key. And the other uh, thing I would want to communicate is the process is as, is as important as the outcome when you're trying to change your reputation in the market. So pay attention to the process uh, and take your time through it because at the end, uh, when you can align your organization be- behind your new identity, uh, it will uh, pay you in dividends. Well, I couldn't agree more. The process is critical. And, it, and uh, once again, hats off to you for getting the entire executive team involved in this because, <laughs> as you know, branding is not a, uh, a marketing function alone. It's really more of a corporate initiative. So That is exactly right. And a lot of people don't realize that when they go into it, that you've got to get more than the marketers involved. You need your, CFO, you need your CEO, you need your CFO, and you need your executive team, and you certainly need champions on your board as well. Well, you've been very uh, informative. Appreciate it greatly. If our listeners have any questions of you, how could they best reach you? They can reach me via email at uh, mountp at ccl.org. Uh, that's always a great way to reach me. And certainly you can find me on Twitter as well at Boss Mom Online. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, your time, Portia. That concludes our show for today. This is Ryan Rikus, and been listening to another edition of Expert Opinion, a branding business forum where thought leaders share their point of view. If you'd like to listen to past shows or read our blog series, visit brandingbusiness.com.